Hello and welcome to the Cyrus community. This is Church Unusual. And of course, we continue with our conversations on matters faith and capacity. Why are we talking about faith and capacity? The last few broadcasts, we discovered that you either have faith or you have capacity or you have faith that leads you to capacity. Yes. Please notice what I, what I said. There's a group that has faith. Mm -hmm. There's a group that has capacity. Mm -hmm. There's a group you're looking for that can have faith that leads you to capacity. Mm -hmm. Now, when we talk about a group that has capacity but no faith, we are also talking about toiling. Yes. Now, remember we are saying that you can have capacity. I mean, there are people who don't know God. They don't care about your, yes. your conversations on faith yep. and capacity. Yet they have capacity. Mm -hmm. So we are saying you can have capacity without God. What do you call that? Toil. Mm -hmm. Because you have to maintain with your strength yes. and yes. with your strategy and, that capacity. And, and where does the danger come in? Okay. Because, like we said, you need faith to develop capacity. Otherwise, you need fear to develop capacity. capacity. Yes. Because the capacity that is developed by toil is driven by fear. Mm. And let's talk about a little yes. about that kind of capacity yes. because we need to differentiate. Yes. Because the question comes and says, wait, I have a friend, I have a family member, I have, uh, I've seen someone who has capacity because yes. when you talk about capacity you're talking about even your output yes. but this person doesn't even understand faith doesn't know god yes. so what do you call that exactly so maybe you need yeah. to define and that when faith uh, when capacity is developed from fear yes what it does is that you have you're afraid of luck mm -hmm. afraid of trouble afraid of poverty mm -hmm. afraid of debt mm -hmm. afraid of trouble that drives you to build capacity to secure yourself. Mm. So we are back at the tree in the garden. Yes. I, I, I was afraid. I and hid therefore, myself. Mm -hmm. I covered myself. Mm. Now when that happens, touching anything you produce with that capacity becomes a problem. And that is why we are saying that that kind of a person, when Jesus says that the Gentiles seek after these things, yes. they also do. Yes. But in the kingdom, their things are added. Yes. So you can choose. And maybe you look at your life and say, guess what? I have things. But you know exactly. what? I got this by chasing, by exactly. seeking after this. Exactly. That your life when you wake up in the morning, it's not about the kingdom advancement. It's about how do I secure myself. Yes. That's the often uh, spirit that we've talked about. We yep. have that, uh, that uh, message on the mm. channel yes. about the orphan spirit. Uh -huh. Where now you are God to yourself. Yes. Therefore, you provide for yourself. Exactly. You protect yourself. And you can raise your capacity. Capacity, but maintaining that capacity, like you're saying, yes. through fear. Exactly. Hard work. So let's take a basic example we talk about a lot on this broadcast because it's something that is near people the issue of rent. Yes. You can establish rent and maintain your capacity to pay rent through fear. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that do? We said because fear has to do with bondage. Yes. Okay? So if you do that, what happens? You, you are terrified of losing your job, you're terrified of taking any risk. Mm. You're terrified of developing beyond where you are because any shift in your current processes that you, you begin to trust your credentials, yes. you begin to trust your education because that becomes the only thing you have with which you can take care of this thing you fear. Mm. And that so, means also, yes. if your health is touched, yes. you have a problem. Yes. You even get deeper into depression Absolutely. because you think it's my... my, my my strength. Yes. Now, when I'm sick, I'm not able to produce. Exactly. Now, notice that kind of sorrow. And yes. that's why we say that any, any blessings, any riches, yes. any increase that does not come from God, it comes with sorrows. Now, exactly. that's what we're talking about. Exactly. Fear that cannot be explained. Yes. You have this fear of losing. 
Yeah. So you want to hold on to yes. everything. Yes. Now let's take the same scenario yeah. and look at a faith perspective. Mm. A faith per perspective does not come from the place that I'm afraid I may lose my house. Okay. A faith perspective comes from the place where God is okay with me living in this kind of house. So you have that confidence. Exactly. There's so. an assurance that yes. what I'm doing now is okay in God's eyes. Exactly. Okay. So how I then develop the capacity through faith I do things that bring me to a place where that becomes a norm. When I arrive there, I am not terrified of anything going wrong because what sustains me there is the God who brought me here. Mm. The Word. And that's why we're talking about faith <laughs> yes. and capacity uh -huh. based on biblical principles. Yes. We're not talking about capacity based on Babylonian principles. Exactly. So there is capacity and you should look at your life and ask yourself, right now if I look at the capacity I have, is yes. it based on faith or on fear? Yes. Now why are we on this topic? We're on this topic because we are saying we need to go to this place where our faith is what motivates everything we do. And again, mm -hmm. we've always said before that faith is our unshakable belief in God. Yes. I believe so much in Him that my life is in his hands and they're um, secure. Yes. And, and, and it informs my behavior. Yes. It, be, it, it uh, shapes how I think yes. and how I reason. Mm -hmm. So when I say I trust God, it means my reasoning comes from the reality of who he is. Yes. My functionality comes from that same environment. So, Of, of course, mm -hmm. at this point, the big issue we are dealing with is we are still dealing with the matter of capacity. How do we develop capacity. Yes. We are continuing yeah. with that conversation. Yes. So maybe you can take us off from there. Now, the pathway of scripture is always very funny. And let me explain this. The way God speaks, God speaks to our end point. Mm. Okay? Usually, when he speaks to our end point, what is hidden in his speaking is that it contradicts our present position. Oh, yes. Okay? All the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now that contradiction implies that there will be a change process mm -hmm. from where we are to where God is expecting us to be. To be. Yes. So when God gives you a pathway, majority of the time, it seems completely contrary to the destination. Mm -hmm. Because God does not use what you know. Yes. Neither does God use what men have already put in place. Exactly. He always says that I had an original plan of how you should live. Yes. Now that's what I'm coming to tell you. Exactly. But the problem is you're so vast in men's ways yes. that God's ways look strange. Exactly. And abnormal. So what we gave earlier was an ideal. Okay. When we said if you want to develop capacity, go to the gym. Mm -hmm. That is ideal. Yes. It is logical. It is Progressive. God doesn't go that route. Mm -hmm. If God wanted to give you strength, he wouldn't take you to the gym. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't take you through a process that is logical. Let's talk about that. <laughs> He'd take you in a process that in the end develops your capacity, yeah. but it does more than that. Why is God's way different? God's way, if for lack of a better word, is 3D. Okay. When God works with you, he wants to change your insight, he wants to change your emotions, and he wants to change your capacity. Mm. So that by the time you arrive in the new capacity, you're a new person. Now let's talk about that. <laughs> now let's talk about that. Why I'm saying that is yes. because half the time we keep wondering. Every time you tell me God is increasing my capacity, yes. he starts telling me to change how I think. Exactly. He starts telling me, repent. Change the way you see things. Change yes. the way you perceive life. Change the way you talk. Change the way you're like, okay, why am I changing these things? Yes. And I want to increase my capacity of 
or rather growth. Yes. God tells you like what you're saying. Yeah. It's not about no. external. It's not no. about just getting increase. Yes. It's about you becoming a new person exactly. who can handle the increase. In fact, sometimes we have to learn. That's why we say to develop capacity, you need faith. Faith in what? Not in the process. Mm. Faith in God. Not in who the process. Owns not in the, the process. Peace. Okay. If you have faith in God who owns the process, then the process will not destabilize you. Yes. If you have faith in the process, you will look for which part of the process makes sense. <laughs> and the ones that don't, you'll have a problem with. Mm. But if you have faith in the God who is allowing you the process, it will make it easier for you to go through the process. Mm. And we have seen many times yes. where people have come up with the issue of my instruction is nothing it yes. has nothing to do with my uh -huh. uh, promise we yes. have seen that we yes. talked about promise and instruction and yes. so that the promise and the instruction look like they're they're not even related yes why because the instruction is god dealing with you so that the you you're becoming yes you can be able to handle that which is giving you exactly. or the new places the new space that you're coming into now the problem is when you think that you are a joseph bringing food to your brothers and that joseph bringing food to your brothers is the same one who stands before pharaoh now that now God tells that, you. that is a place i'd like to pause a little because okay. usually not understanding that mm -hmm. is what makes us about the process mm. yeah usually not understanding that because when we see a vision and a dream and a place, yes. we become really excited. What we don't understand is this excited person will not arrive. This is not the person going there. Exactly, because that place you have seen, this person cannot handle. Mm. And this person you've seen has been formed yes. by the world. Yes. And now they need to be reformed. Mm -hmm. Now to reform is where it involves pain. Yes. It will involve a lot of changes. Yes. Now those changes is what you are saying. Many of us cannot handle exactly. because when you come and come and find this person, who, for example, you've been formed by Babylon mm. and your fingers or your yeah your fingers are You're bent used like to this. Working in a particular this is edge. the normal in Babylon. Now when you come and God tells you now, I need <coughs> to reform you now to straighten these fingers. It will take pain. It will take cracking. It yes. will take you coming to a place of saying, I submit. For you to straighten this. Yes. Now that is the straightening that people don't want. Exactly. When the word of God comes, it's coming to straighten yes. parts of your mentality that have been formed by Babylon. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the, 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 the way to look at it is that when God gives you an insight of where you're going, mm. God is giving you an insight of who you should be, mm. not who you are. Mm. Who you should be. That's the thing that must settle. Okay. And our structural design would like that place in this structure mm -hmm. in other words simple one you're in a difficult situation you're going through a difficult time because of that people seemingly are looking down on you seemingly think you're a failure seemingly tell you all sorts of things then god talks to you about your real design and where you need to go the problem with you is that you want to be that person in this place so that they can know. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, God is not into that business. He's not. He's not into showing you off to the people who look down on you. 
He's into revealing how he can change you from here for them to come to a greater insight of who God is. Not in other words, you your, are. Yes, your journey should bring them in awe of God, mm. not to a place where they finally you can show them. Now, this whole process, that's why capacity building in the kingdom starts not with movement, but with repentance. That's why Jesus and John said, repent for the kingdom of heaven. It's here. He didn't say receive. Mm. Don't receive the kingdom. You repent can't. Fast. Your current status cannot receive the kingdom. Okay, can we pause here? <laughs> we are simply saying the you of now yes. cannot receive that which God is giving to you. Thank you. Meaning the first thing you require is a repentance. Yes. Now the problem is repentance is you're going this way mm -hmm. and the word is saying change your direction. Yes. Not adjust your speed. Nope. No, no, no. Don't nope. adjust your speed. Change, change how you think. Mm. Change how you reason. Change how you perceive. Therefore change how you act. Mm. So the act only comes because the mentality has changed. So also when you talk about repentance, yes. you're not saying say. No. Repentance is not a saying thing. It has it's no not statement. a confession. Yes. Repentance is a change of heart. Action. A change of heart, a change mm -hmm. of conviction, a change of insight, a change of mentality. Somebody who's repented no longer agrees with what they agreed with before. Now, if you talk about change of all those things that are internal, yes. change of heart, yes. change of mentality, mm -hmm. change of reasoning, yes. now you're saying, where you're saying is a result of all those changes yes. internally. You're expressing who you now are. Mm. You used to express who you are. Okay. That's why at one place you express, look at all these people, look at yes. how they trouble me, look at how they do this. If you watch David many times in his Psalms, mm -hmm. he goes through repentance within one Psalm. He starts by complaining. We're talking about the people around him and everything. Yes. Then he gets a revelation. He says, then I saw. Mm -hmm. And when I saw. Then he says, Lord, you are mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. He shifts from the people yes. to what God is He's doing, doing. Yep. for him. Yep. And that becomes crucial in our understanding. So the first thing you want to do is to repent. Repent means I'm willing to give up what I believe. Mm. I'm willing to give up all the concepts and reasonings and ideas that I thought were right. So if I am here, they can't be. Mm, and the only reason I'm willing to repent, yes. change how I think, is because how I think is what brought me where I am. Yes. Where I am is not a place that I'm admiring. Exactly. It's not a place I want to settle. Yes. I have seen something else in God that makes me say I must change exactly. how I think exactly. to access the new. So in, in actual fact, every time you see something powerful concerning you in God, prepare for a mental shift. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's the easiest way to think. Don't prepare for a breakthrough. Prepare for a mental shift. And, that and why yeah. is the term breakthrough Break. used? Mm. Breakthrough, let me clarify, is not when you break through your enemy. Breakthrough is when you break out of your mentality. Mm. The prison is you. Mm -hmm. So when you have a breakthrough is when finally you've broken away from your limiting reasoning, your limiting thinking, your, your myopic reasoning, and your your struggling interpretations. Mm. That's a breakthrough. So, for example, if you have debt, yes, debt is an enemy. Yes, debt is something out there, but the first debt you need to break is out internally. internally. So, yes. I break out of debt. Yes, then I will break through exactly externally. 
If I don't break out internally, it's just a matter of time. Exactly. I'll be back. You'll be back. And that is where we always wonder, how comes I've been going the same thing? It's like I'm going through the same wilderness over and over. I'm yeah. in this circuit here and I don't seem to be breaking out. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I am trying to break through instead of breaking out. There you go. Yeah? That's the key. Mm -hmm. So we're going to look at a couple of scriptures today, a number of scriptures that bring out this reality in a way that will help us understand. So we, we, we will begin by talking about repentance. And the scripture we want to talk about is Isaiah 54. And it's important for us to understand the point at which Isaiah is being written. Isaiah is being written at a point when Israel is at its lowest. Israel is literally still coming out of the context of a captivity. Babylonian captivity. So they are in their lowest state. Mm. And that's what you have to understand. We will not deal with verse 1 that talks about Oh, shout the barren one. I know we quote all those scriptures. Give birth, the one who is barren has more children then than the yes. others, paraphrased and so on. It simply means this. God is talking an impossibility in their current situation. Mm, mm. Shout for joy, oh barren one. Still yes. barren. Yes, but shout. The barren one will have more children mm. than the one with the husband. Yes. How is that possible? Mm. God is already saying something that should cause you to see that there's a place to go. Then he tells you how mm. to make that change. And that's the first one to look at. Isaiah 54, verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent mm -hmm. and let them stretch mm. out the curtains of your dwellings. Mm -hmm. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. So listen to what God is saying. It's interesting. We're wow. going to look at this, this scripture in two parts. We'll do the first part now. And then we'll look at the other verses later to mm. see what happens in between this point mm. and the next point. So, there's some core issues I want us to deal with in this scripture. Enlarge the place of your tent. Now, first of all, let's talk about the tent before we talk about enlarging. Okay. He did not say enlarge your tent. Hmm. He says enlarge the place. place of your tent. Okay. So, that means, now let's talk about what is a tent in the Bible. Hmm. A tent is a picture, a picture of a non-permanent dwelling place. Okay. Okay. Which means even though you live there, you are ready to move at any time. Mm. Flexibility. So this is a mentality. Mm. It's a mentality of momentum. You can settle when necessary. Mm -hmm. But if there's a movement, you can move. And that tells me, if you have a tent mentality, yes. you're saying that when God speaks, yes. I'm able to fold my tent exactly. and move. You can imagine in the wilderness, yes. if they got there and built stone uh, walled houses and yes. all that. yes. When God says move, uh -huh. how long does it take you to move? Yeah, Actually, yes. when you talk of uh, stone buildings, you're yeah. talking of permanence. Yeah. It's a picture of permanence. permanence. So talking of uh, tents, you're saying, yes. I am willing yes. to fold my mentality exactly. and, move and move to the next at, place. And I want us to, to now bring into perspective wow. using scripture mm -hmm. this. Before we remember, please hold, we're talking about enlarging the place, place of, your of your tent. But I want to talk about how tents operated, then go back to what is God saying this time. Mm. Then you'll see there's a difference. To build capacity, there's a requirement that is different from just dwelling in tents. Mm. Okay? So let's look at Hebrew 11, verse 8 and 9. And I want us to look at a dweller of tents. We know Abraham dwelt in tents, but let's yes. look at who else dwelt in tents and where. By faith, Abraham mm -hmm. obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance mm -hmm. and he went out not knowing where he was going mm -hmm. by faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country mm -hmm. dwelling in tents with isaac and jacob the heirs with him of the same promise now i want you to see something that is 
an oxymoron here. Mm -hmm. They have entered the land of promise. Mm -hmm. This is what God told them. The land and of. he dwelt, by faith he dwelt in the land of promise. He dwelt in the land of promise, yes. but he dwelt in tents. Yes. Now that doesn't make sense. Mm. The promise has arrived. Why is he dwelling in a tent? So I'm taking you to a land. Yes. I have arrived. Yes. But in this place, I'm, I'm dwelling in tents. tents. Flexible mentality. I am flexible. Even though this is the ultimate promise, mm. I do not have a permanent mentality. Now, go back to TCC. We're talking about a season to experience God's power. Yes. You know there's no broadcast. I will not remind yes. us that's where we are. Yep. And that's where we are discussing faith and capacity. Now, we are coming to a place where God has given me power. Even though God has given me power to experience his wealth, I dwell in tents. Yes. I have a flexible mentality. I'm able to hear God and to shift according to what God is telling me. So this is so powerful that Abraham comes to this place of promise, yet he still dwells, dwells in, tent. in tent. Isaac dwells in a tent. Jacob, Jacob. dwells in a tent. Mm. Wait a minute. But they're in the land of promise. Yes. So the mentality means in God, mm. you always dwell in a tent. Mm. Mm. Now, there's a season, and now we go back to Isaiah 54. Yeah. Now you're to be told to enlarge the place, place. of your tent. So mm -hmm. capacity requires a level of residence. Mm -hmm. When it's time to build capacity, you don't move your tent. Okay. You grow in that space. Now go back again. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> Rewind and say that again. When it's time to build capacity, mm -hmm. God says strengthens. Because Isaiah 54 is talking about digging deep. Yes. Not moving. Enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge the place. So first of all, expand this space. Mm. You'll need to do more here before we move again. Think of tent as a mentality. Yes. You've said that. Yes. So you're being told, enlarge, enlarge the, the place, place of your tent. Not the tent, the place mm. that you place your tent. In other words, the place you, did, you, you enlarge will mm. determine the size of the tent. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. The capacity you create will determine what you can accommodate. In that exactly. area. Uh, the place, if you enlarge the place, yes. it will determine yes. the size of your tent. Exactly. Okay. So God is saying enlarge the place. Before mm -hmm. we put the tent. Enlarge the place. Once you've done that, go to the second part. Mm -hmm. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Exactly. Notice now we're talking about a dwelling. Mm -hmm. So for this moment, you need to dwell here. The curtains of the there are two dynamics in the curtain of a tent. Okay. One dynamic, the curtain is the walls. That means your limits. Okay. But the second dynamic, that's the only part you can open. Mm. It also means your vision. So mm. well, how far you can see, because you're being prepared for a journey. Okay? Yes. But to go that far, you need to expand the space in which you will operate. And so the tent curtains were the size of the room. Mm. It's like... Prepare a vessel, the yes. widow. Yes. So make room. So you're talking about, remember we are back to form and function. Yes. Where we are saying we want to understand my curtains. When I'm being yes. told to, to extend, to stretch yes. my curtains, I'm talking about curtains as walls, walls of the tent. Yes. But at the same time, they're the only places that you can open. And once you open your sight, you can see far. Yes. That's what you're being told to yes. stretch out the curtains of so the tent. So it's a wall, but it's not a permanent wall. Mm. Interesting. Yes. So even though it has a sense of permanence, there's a prophetic built into it. Mm. It's not permanent. Yes. You get the difference? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So once you do that, you're creating space. The, the, the ability to, to receive and contain more. We've always said capacity is the extent 
to which we can contain something. Mm -hmm. So yes. you're developing a container, but this container is being determined by the place. Yes. Enlarge the place yes. that you're going to put it in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get the difference? Yes. So it's already telling you, if you look at the metaphors here, and God is saying, change how you think, enlarge. Enlarge. See more. And I talk, I'm talking about enlarge, yes. willingness to create space yes. for new insight and information. Exactly. Now you cannot enlarge or increase your capacity yes. with the same information that you've always had. Uh -huh. And that is why you notice in this season there's a demand for you to say, listen, I can't just know one thing yes. and keep insisting that's the only thing I know. Exactly. That's the only way I want to go. Yes. Notice every time we have conversation, it's like God is increasing your knowledge base. Exactly. Yeah. So that room, that room is important. How far you push it will determine what it can carry. Yes. Alright? Mm. So, I want us to go systematically and think of this as a mental picture of repentance and preparation because repent for the kingdom is at hand. That means to receive the kingdom you must have repented. Yes. And the kingdom is huge. Mm -hmm. So it, it requires a certain dynamic mm. to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Alright? So let's continue to break down the issues in Isaiah. Okay, so you're talking yeah. about capacity. You've talked yeah. about um, stretch out the curtains of yes. the dwelling. Yeah. Of course, talking about expand your vision mm -hmm. and begin to see into the invisible or what yes. seems impossible. Exactly. That's what you're looking yes. at. All right? Let's use a little picture. All right. Assume you're building a house mm -hmm. and you've just put the walls in and the room is empty. What do you begin to envision? Mm. What can fit into that room? Yes. So that's what enhances your vision. When you see the capacity required, it gives you an idea of the tools that need to come into space. So let's say this before we go on. Yeah. When you talk about enlarge. Yes. Now when you're talking about increase, we're also mm. talking about increase of knowledge of him. Yes. An increase of your environment. You cannot say I'm ignorant of what is happening around me, mm. but I'm talking of increase. Yes. Why is that important? Because if you don't have knowledge of what is happening yes. locally and globally, that's where you start opening a business yes. that is already extinct. Exactly. This is obsolete, Remember, but you're going into Verse 2 yeah. is coming out the prophetic of verse 1. Mm -hmm. That is talking about the barren one having children. Yes. So if, let's be metaphorical. If the barren one was in this house, she's preparing rooms for children. Mm -hmm. So what size of a house is she yes. developing? Yeah. Even though she's barren. Mm. If you see her, does she look sensible to you? No. Why does she have 10 rooms for children? Yet she is preparing. preparing. Because she's seen, she has seen something. That's make room, stretch the curtains. Yeah? Yes. Okay, so let's talk about do not spare. Mm -hmm. Talks about do not do spare. Do not spare. Yeah? Be willing to pay the price. Mm. Meaning, deal with every fear, every limitation, every yes. argument mm. that is stopping you from moving in this direction. Alright? Let, let's, let's take Noah. Mm. Noah hears from God. And God tells Noah, build me an ark. Do you realize what Noah has to do? An ark, how big? It will carry how many animals? Expand your vision. Yes. See the place. Mm. What do you need to do thus? Cut down the space. Build what you need to build. Then do not spare. Do not, do not if I may use another term, do not stinge on the material. Mm -hmm. Do whatever it takes. In other words, if your enlargement means, like you said, um, you need to learn something new. Do not spare. Go. Pay the Go price to it. learn that new skill. Mm -hmm. Pay the, the price to sit under whatever is being taught till you get it. And I think I'm seeing also where we are saying, if you increase capacity yes. and you're lacking knowledge, 
again, you're going to have a problem. You can't move on without knowledge. And there are many times people feel, I want to make money. If you tell somebody, sit down and define what that means. Uh -huh. Okay, you want to increase. In what? Exactly. It's almost like, yes, heaven needs How to will you something. know you increased? What is this you're increasing in? So there's a demand. Yes, yes. you know him. And you've put so much effort in coming to this place of saying, I want to understand him. Mm. But you also understand your environment. So if you do not understand in the earth what is happening, I yeah, think most exactly. of that stuff we have talked in the business unusual. Yes. There's a place where yeah. we've talked and said, when we talk about this season, what's happening now? Yeah. You what can't use yesterday's information. Yes. You could be coming yes. up with obsolete stuff. Exactly. Right? So exactly. talking about lengthen your court. Now we've yeah. talked about do not, do not spare. spare. Yeah. Pay the price. Pay the price. What does it take? Does it take my time? Deal with it. Does it take cutting off certain relationships? Deal with it. Whatever it takes to cut you off from what limited you before mm -hmm. that will allow you to move into this space. Mm -hmm. Do right. whatever it takes. Now Deal let's, with it. let's talk about lengthen your cords. Lengthen your cords. Yeah. Now, remember the, meta, the, 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 the metaphor being used here is a tent. Mm. So we have to understand how a tent works. Yes. Okay? <coughs> now, in a tent, the cords is what stabilizes. The, we call them the, the tent ropes, the cords. So it's saying lengthen, meaning because the tent is going to be bigger, spread out more, but it's got two pictures hidden. One picture is lengthen, but the other picture is do not slacken. In other words, it must hold the tent together. Yes. This new idea you've now developed, do you have the capacity, the strength to hold it. Mm. So when you're lengthening these cords, don't let them snap because the tent will collapse. So there's the way you don't let it slack yes, and, and don't, don't let, let it, it snap. snap. Yeah. Check that balance. Yes. In other words, it should withstand. Uh, a tent's sticks determines its ability to, to withstand weather. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the ropes that make that reality. How well you've tied them, if wind blows, they hold. Mm -hmm. If a desert storm comes, with dust, it holds. So, let's look at the mentality here. Yes. When you talk about a slacking mentality, yes. what are we saying? So that yes. this person notion is saying, okay, wait, I don't slack. You don't lose momentum. All right. You do not uh, hold things in a way that is not stable. You don't mm. have stability. Mm. It's, it's, you see, if, if you leave the, the tent loose, the whole building sits funny. Yes. So there's no structure what you're doing mm -hmm. and anybody can untie it mm -hmm. all right yeah. but when you lengthen it means you've pushed yourself to if, if god was to step in you've done your part you've done the you've done the best the maximum you've got and you've stretched to what is your known limit mm -hmm. in other words in this place you're being told increase the limit yes but don't increase beyond so think of this place. I, I wish somebody, when you are talking like this, eh, yes. can Google and see this uh, a, a tent. tent. I would say look for a Bedouin tent. Bedouin, because those are desert people. Okay. Yes. Then you see this one is slack. Yes. Okay. Now, let's look at the one that is now, again, do not snap. Yes. The other extreme. Yes, because if one, one cord snaps, the whole tent is in disorder. What causes it to snap? And here we are talking about a mentality, yes. remember, form and function. Yes. Yeah? What causes a tent to snap? One is not using a strong cord. What is the quality of your cord? Mm -hmm. Your cords, meaning your relationships, your emotions, how strong is your cord? Mm. Are, are you those people who get so easily offended? 
so easily hurt. Somebody says something and you, you have offense. That's a weak God. And also, again, when you're talking about weak, is where you're talking about how much can you stretch? How much yes. can you push to get knowledge? Yes. Are you the type who is like, oh gosh, that's it's not working. God. That, uh, let's, let's get something yes. easier. Notice you're not stretching, you're yes. slacking. And slacking here, you're saying there's no stability. Yes. So when you have, when you're slackened, you do not have the power or the momentum yes. to push into something. Again, now, when yes. you snap, yes. is when you're telling yourself, listen, yes. I can bring the heavens down. Yes. With sense, senselessly. Exactly. You get. And what happens, remember, a tent can't run on one cord. Mm -hmm. They have to be balanced. Yes. Whether it's eight, whether it's six, mm -hmm. whether it's four, they have to be a balance. Mm. You can't strengthen one cord over the others. Mm. Mm. Again, that causes a problem. Yes. There's people who have one very strong cord, but the others are slack mm. or weak. Yeah. When a storm comes, it doesn't matter how strong this one cord is. So there are some people who are very strong yes. at getting the knowledge of how to start their business. Yes. So your business plan, there you're powerful. There you're... Yes. But you're not good. At executing. At, at, at uh, maintaining, at uh, processing. There's so many things that you need to bring in. Oh, yes. So the, the, the bigger the room, the tent, the larger the space, the better your strands must be. Mm. Because you want to hold this thing together. So you need to balance everything. You need to balance when you hear the word, when you rest, when you work, when you relate. When you have to have a balance. When you play. Stability. There are many people who when they're yes. doing all this, the mentality cannot accommodate play. Exactly. Why? Because no, that is not kingdom. That's so you have, the, like you're saying, yeah. you have to check all your cords and say, yes. no, no, no. Each of them have to be strengthened. Exactly. What are you doing today? Which cords are you dealing with? Yes. You might find you have very, uh, two of yeah. your cords are very yeah. strong. The yes. others are slack. They are slack. So. Yes. The slack ones will affect the strong ones. Mm. Make sure there's just a balance. You're always Everything. checking. In other words, if, if you had a storm was coming and you had a tent, what would you do? Mm -hmm. You'd walk around. Yeah. To confirm. Check, check every strand to make sure it can withstand this storm. Yeah. That's the idea. So the quality of your cords must be good. It can withstand. Remember, we are talking about coming to this place where your flexible mentality, yes. when you talk about your tent, you're dwelling in this place that is so flexible, willing to hear God yes. and shift according to the demand of the season. Yes. Now we're talking about strengthen your sticks. Now, what is a stick? This is mm. the one thing in the tent that sinks into the ground. Mm. This is the picture of foundations. Foundations. When you're choosing the site of the tent, it must be a site that can hold sticks. Mm -hmm. Very important. You cannot take your tent into a yes. rocky ground. No, where you can't put any sticks in. Yeah. Or into very shifty sand, mm -hmm. where the sticks are easy to uproot. Mm -hmm. So this talks about foundations and your trust. Because this is your foundation. Yes. That's why we talk about faith. Do you trust that God will hold? Jesus says, it shall be like a man who built his house on a rock. Yes. That's a principle. So that, that means... The greater you want to go into Babylon, the deeper you better get into God. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> the greater you want to enter Babylon, the deeper you need to be in God. Because we will enter Babylon. Yes, we will enter. But this anchor is what will balance you when Babylon tries to give you weight. Mm. Mm. So to carry great weight, to move, you need good foundations. And that is why people don't like foundations. Yeah. Because foundations have one problem. When they are being built, you are invisible. 
Yeah. Think of any building you know. When they're doing foundations, there's a fence around it. Nobody sees what's going on in there. Mm. Uh, stuff is being dug out. What is not needed is being removed. Mm. And that's a secret. And when you're going deeper into God, yes. that is a place of, uh, yes. in the closet. You're yeah. doing that in the closet. Yes. You're saying that, listen, where I am right now, is you talk about develop a deeper trust in God or, or to carry greater weight, you will have to do that. Yes. So the deeper you trust in God, the greater weight you can, you can carry. carry. The yeah. more responsibility the you can more do, responsibility. the more productive you are. Mm. A tent is only as firm as it sticks. Okay. We have to emphasize that again. Talking about secure your foundations. Yes. Why? When you talk about develop a deeper trust yes. in God. Yes. We are saying greater yeah. weight. You can carry greater, greater weight, weight. More stable, anchored, and, and you have depth. You see, when you try to pull something up, what makes it hard for you is you don't know how deep it has run. Mm -hmm. And that's a secret. Yeah. The depth that it is, the harder it is to uproot. Mm -hmm. So in this situation, you're building such a foundational structure in God that even though you're flexible, you're flexible externally. Yes. But in the convictions. You're firm. You're firm. In your trust in God. Yes. So we're talking about productivity. When you say more yes. productivity, mm -hmm. you will not have productivity in this sense without deeper yeah. trust in God. Yeah, that's so the thing. your productivity is determined yes. on how much you trust God. Exactly. A tree is only as strong as its roots. Mm -hmm. It's where the roots go that determine the strength of the tree. Yes. It is not the height. Mm. The height is because of the roots. Of the roots. That's the secret. Foundations. Yes. Foundations. Now of course also talking about develop maturity. Yes. Yeah actually that's what it is. Yeah. The stakes are the picture of maturity. Mm. It means you're now established. You've been here. Yes. You've managed. This is what tells you. If I want to know how long your tent has been here, I look at the stakes. Yes. <laughs> and you're not shaken by storms. You don't no. just sit and say, wait a minute. It has weathered storm. storm. And I'm like, okay, uh, 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 now something is happening. Yes. So I can't even wake up. I'm not able to move. You are the kind of person now, because your stakes are established, your yes. foundations are established. Yes, the storm comes. But in that place, you stand up and say, I know him. Yes. I know I will go through this. Yes. You're not the weak type. Yes. You know? if, if you want to purchase sticks, and you can use the same word, pegs, tent pegs. Okay. All right? This is the question you would ask. How strong are they? And what will determine their strength? One, their ability to penetrate easily, but the impossibility to pull them out easily. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. It can penetrate easily, easily. but it is almost impossible mm. to remove. Yeah. That's a secret. That means I can access God easily, yes. but you can't remove me mm. from what I have accessed. It's the same thing with the foundation. Exactly. You think about it. Yes. Yes, you are digging the foundation. Yes. You are penetrating. You are yes. penetrating. But when you f you 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 stabilize That's that it. building, you cannot shake it. Exactly. Because again, think about this. When you talk about earthquakes, what makes a building withstand Stable. an earthquake? Foundation. The foundation. Yeah. So you can access it easily, yes. but pulling it is hard. It's hard. So your access to God, God has never put walls around him that you cannot access him. Accessing him is there, but you know what? Once you access him, you can become this stable yes. building, yes. quote-unquote, and you become this kind of person that storms cannot shake you. Because when you talk of capacity, we are also talking of storms. When storms yes. come, we are building capacity to withstand storms. Yes. So people wonder, how come you're always unshaken? Yes. It's because you're looking at the tent in the wind. Mm. You're not looking at the sticks that hold the tent. And you know the winds of the desert, eh? Oh yes, they're serious and they come suddenly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yet a tent. Yes. Ask Abraham. He'll tell you, my friend, we are used to this. We know how to take our stakes deep. Yes. Now, what is important to look at this scripture we're looking at mm. is that it is rendered as an instruction. Okay. Not as a promise. Mm. It's, when, let's, let's go back there. Notice it's not a promise. Yes. Enlarge. You. Yes. God promises in verse 1. Yes. But now he asks you to respond. Enlarge the place of your tent. You do it. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and lengthen your sticks. Now, the implication is this. In this whole scripture, up to here, it's basically saying, heaven has no limitation. Verse 1. Mm. God is telling you, listen, I'm not limited to barrenness. Okay. I'm not limited to what you've gone through. I can change all this. Yeah. What is the limitation is the place of your tent. For me to do what I want to do, you enlarge the place of your tent. Mm -hmm. If you enlarge the place of your tent, I will come and do what I'm promising to do. So when you talk about capacity, God is telling yes. you to increase. You're the one to increase. But when you increase, yes. that place you're increasing, I'm the one who pours. Exactly. And, yeah. Heaven has no limitation on what heaven can give us. We have a limitation on what we can receive. Mm. Mm. And this is seen in scripture over and over. Yes. And we like the analogy I like using in the context of an African context. We say that, look, when you go to the river, you can't carry the river home. You only carry the amount that your container can carry. <laughs> and that's the picture. So in this season, you're asking, what are you taking to the river? Yes. Are you taking a cup? Yes. Are you taking a jug? Are you taking a bucket? Yes. Are you taking a drum? Exactly. Because it's dependent. Whatever you bring home, yes. it's dependent on your? On your container. Container. That's a picture. So when we talk about capacity here now, we are simply saying, you stretch. Yes. But the amount you stretch is the only amount heaven can pour. Exactly. God can't come now and stretch you. He's telling you, you yes. increase. You increase. In Second Kings 4, we see the woman. Yeah. There was no limit on the oil once heaven kicked in. Yes. There was a limit on the vessels. Mm. When the vessels were full, the oil stopped. The oil stopped. So heaven didn't stop. Thank you. The capacity of the woman stopped. That's it. Now our capacity. Remember the what prophet is my capacity? said, borrow vessels, not a few. Yes. Who determined the number of vessels? The woman. Not the prophet and not God. So heaven is open. Yep. When we're talking about you in a season to experience God's power, you will only experience the power of God based on your capacity. Yes. If you are a cup, that's all. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Even that cup is powerful. Yes. I mean, it's powerful. It's working only for that you. It's, it's a cup. Yeah, it just means you have to come to the river many more times. <laughs> you keep coming to <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of working out and saying, what do I need? When mm. I go to the river, let me get what I need for this. Caesar. Does that tell me also, um, when you're talking about this capacity and saying that heaven is ready to download, mm. we also have to ask ourselves, have we limited God? Exactly. Because if I have a parasite mentality, I will think my greatest thoughts are only what God can yes. pour into. Yes. My great, remember, I'm talking about a parasite greatest thoughts. Yes. They're still parasites. They're still small. So how do I break out of parasite? How do I recognize I have a parasite mentality? I break out of it so that I can increase my capacity. Exactly. Yeah? It's interesting. You talk about the present mentality and how the Israelites thought. They entered the land, but they only saw giants. Mm. Yeah. They saw an impediment. They didn't see that the land was bigger than the giants. Mm -hmm. Yes. They saw the giants were bigger than them. So what are we seeing? Some of those, you know when you read those scriptures, we ask ourselves, what am I seeing? Yes. 
what am I seeing? We cannot be enlarged without challenging the way things are currently. Yes. You cannot say you're being enlarged. Exactly. Yet you're not challenging how things operate around you. You have to say, no, I refuse this. You know, this scripture says, enlarge. It doesn't say, be excited about enlargement. <laughs> it doesn't say, shout about enlargement. Confess enlargement. It mm. says what? Enlarge. Mm. Take an action to expand. Do not believe that the great thing, you see, this is the thing. We really shout and stand up in church, pun intended, of the great thing being declared. And we are basically standing in the storm with teacups. Mm. So how much can I take? Lord, your presence is here and here's my teacup. Mm. Fill it and it's raining. Mm. Mm. It's raining. Can you go back and develop rain catchment systems? Mm. So we're talking about Before capacity. you ask for rain. We are talking about yeah. capacity. Don't ask for rain if you have a teacup. Yeah? No, no, no. A teacup, your neighbor can sort. So when you say that we're in the season to experience God's power, yes. ask yourself, what's my definition of that? Exactly. Is my definition limited by my capacity? Because that way, I'll be having my cup full, yes. and I'll be excited my cup is full. And God is saying, enlarge. Enlarge the place of your tent. And this is the place I say, if you have a teacup, at least move to a kettle. Mm. That momentum will Just make you move. realize there's more. Yeah. If I could do a kettle, then I can do a bucket. Remember what you said earlier? Yes. When you're talking about a stretch, yes. we're talking about do not slack, but do not snap either. Yes. So we're not telling you come from a cup and to a drum. Yes. That's what is called snapping. Yes, you're you not need, capable. Yes, there's always a process. You've not built the other Each. necessary muscles yes. for handling that. Mm. You've not... What you used to do with a cup of oil, you can't do with a drum. You have to develop new avenues, relationships, patterns for distributing the drum. Yeah. So, at least move. And let me tell you, the most important thing in the kingdom is to move to the next level. Don't worry if the dream is great. Yeah. Where have you taken a step? Because many people sit dreaming, mm. never wake up to start. Yeah. And you can't keep rehearsing the dream. You can't keep finding a better way to look at the dream. Yeah. You must reach a place where, since the last discussion on the dream, I have moved one step further. It doesn't matter. It's simply like saying, you believe God has told you to travel to the nations. Have you gotten a passport? <laughs> step one, just get past that. Don't think an angel is going to take you by kingdom air. Something <laughs> must start. Next thing, do I have that done? Good. Where am I going? Find out information of where yes, you're going. where am I going? What do I need to be before I can arrive there? Mm. Mm. That's, that's a capacity. That's enlargement. So until you're willing to challenge the way things are now, you're not ready to enlarge. I remember there's a time we were going to... Uh, uh, okay, we were going to Hong Kong. Mm. We did not find out the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Good we lesson. Did. Lessons learned. We yes. did not find out the weather. So we arrived in summer clothing. In, in winter. In winter. And you know, you feel like, okay, wait. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah, it's cold. You know, and you know we thank God we were ignorant. <laughs> yes, we were. Because when we left the hotel and went to meet with our client, she panicked. You've come like this. Yes. Here. She got called somebody, got us thermal clothing, got us this, at her cost. Yes, in her <laughs> office. And I believe, that time I remember us talking and saying, 
There are some lessons God teaches you. This is not something we read. That one this God preserved us. That wherever, whenever <laughs> God is taking you to a new place, he always tells you, find out the values of that place yes. and start leaving them here. Before. If God is telling you, I'm bring, giving you power to create wealth, start learning how, yes. how somebody with capacity lives. lives. You cannot leave the values of no capacity yes. in a place of full capacity. Like I often say, don't ask to move to a house with a bathtub and then bathe in a bucket in the bathtub. So find out where you're going. You've not grown capacity. Yeah. You're not ready for that space, even if you can afford it. You've not grown the capacity to, to operate in it. I think for us that particular trip was a yes. trip of lessons. Yes. Because I remember when you are walking and you see signs on the streets and you're wondering, okay, now here you're being told you're category four. You're in category four, and you're like, fine, <laughs> category four. What does that mean? That sounds good. <laughs> and then I think we come to category three, and you're walking, and just people just they don't Grabbed tell us. you to walk in. They grab you like my friend. Get in. Why? This is bad. There was a storm hitting <laughs> the island. Storm. Ignorance. Ignorance. So we are not going to be ignorant when God tells us it's your. It's your season to enter this place. Yes. When you're entering into a new place in God, we always say that when you see the city, start finding out the values of that place yes. and start imbibing them here so that when you come into the city, you're not a stranger. Yep. You come to the city, you are home. Yes. You're already living there. You know what is interesting? We like to ask God to change our situation. And I've had it even preached. God is going to change your situation. I have news for you. God is going to change you in the situation, mm. Mm. not the situation. Jesus told us, if you hear the word, when the storm comes. Yet he taught a word. He didn't say this word will stop the storm. Mm -hmm. He said, you are the one who will be ready for the storm. Now that tells us that the situations in our life are not supposed to change because that situation, someone else placed in it is not in it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. In other words, that same scenario you're living in, that same environment you're living in, there's someone thriving there. So if the situation is the problem, everybody should be affected by the same. Yeah. No. So the storm is there. Yes. God changes you. Exactly. So now how you view the storm changes. changes. How you interact with the storm yeah. changes. How you function. Because listen, while you don't want to get wet, somebody needs to plant maize. Mm. Mm. Who is God going to work with? It's a matter of, if you both knew the rain was coming, what yeah. would you have done? Notice how, when you talk of storm, when yes. you talk of different things yes. that people are going through, if you find two people, one saying that, you know what, I have not paid rent for three months, but I know God is there. I might not have paid, but there's something inside of me that keeps yes. telling me, just keep there's going. A we are walking. This there's is something it. I'm doing. You find somebody who has not paid for two months, and they are down. They are almost Yes. Uh, they're dead. They're almost bowing out. You know, I can't be, they are now in fear, in panic, depression. They're attracting now depression. Why? Because I've not paid rent for two months. What's the difference with these two people? Yep. Internal yes. capacity. When you talk about God taking you through a process, yes. where is he in you? That capacity is, helps you be able to handle things Exactly. Externally. So yeah. when, when that change comes in you, you're able to perceive not only the situation, but how to manage. Yes. Because there's a scripture that talks about that God also helps you find the way out. out. It's interesting. Why didn't God just stop the situation? Mm, he tells you. 
I will show you the way out. <laughs> one, one, one of the things that I've looked at in scripture for years and it baffles you is that the, the way we expect God to respond to a situation is not necessarily how to think about it. There's a story told in the book of Esther mm -hmm. where there's a plan to kill the Jews. Yes. When Esther finally gets favor with the king, the king does not say, don't kill the Jews. Mm. The king says the Jews can defend themselves. So the, the war will continue. In, it's interesting. Yeah. That's a pattern, a, a metaphor. For how the Bible says, as you will see in the scripture, we we'll look at later, that the enemy comes seeking. God doesn't say, I locked him up. Mm -mm. He will still come. You're told how to deal with him when he comes. If you're the son of God, there God you go. tells you, Listen, I don't fear the devil. It is men in the earth who have been given a perspective of the devil that makes the devil greater, sometimes even exactly. bigger than God. Exactly. So what happens now? Men fear the devil and they think when they call God, they are telling him, please come. Come and deal with him. You also, you know this thing, this thing, you need to deal with this. God tells you, that situation, I'll allow him. We've seen, I mean, we've talked about Peter, we've talked yes. about Job, we've talked about them being told, listen, yes. he's coming. And I'm not stopping him. So what are we saying? In this season, as we continue increasing our capacity, situations will come. But you know what they're doing? They're coming to test you. They're coming yes. to see what is the place of your tent. Exactly. You need to increase. You see, listen, the key to increasing your capacity is to decide that you'll allow God to work in your life, mm. stretch you beyond your comfort zone, mm. and that will enlarge your capacity. Say it again. The key, <laughs> the key to increasing your capacity is for you to decide, not mm. God. Mm. For you to decide that you will allow God to work in your life, to stretch you beyond your current comfort zone. Mm. And that enlarges your capacity. Why, does a, why is the devil running rampant? And why is God not dealing with the devil and talking to us instead? Why can't God talk to the devil? Yeah, you tell him, hey, yeah. come on, slow why, down. Why, why does the Bible not say that Hey, you know what? Don't worry. I'll protect you from him. Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. Because we, the earth is the Lord's, Lord's and he has given it to the sons of men. Nowhere did he give it to the devil. Mm. Yep. So you're in charge here and you're allowing an illegal alien to come and take over your territory. Then you keep crying out to God. God will increase your capacity to evict the intruder. And that's why we keep talking about go through the process. That's it. You're going through the process to take back what belongs to you. Devil is not doing you a favor. You don't yes. come and say, by the way, I have victory. I'm so happy like the devil did you a favor to move out. No, yes. you're taking back. Now, do you notice when God told them, I'm giving you a land. The promised land had giants. It was not, <coughs> it was not empty. The promised land was not empty. God promised them a land, a land that is full of milk and honey, but at the same time, they're giants. Yes. You have to deal with them. Now you see, over time, because of our wrong perspective of the interaction between God, man, and how God deals with the devil, there are scriptures we've read from a victim position, instead of from a kingdom yes. position. Mm. One of those scriptures is Psalms chapter 4, verse 1. Just read Psalms chapter 4 verse 1. And, and initially, don't read the, the, the part that we've added. Just read how it's normally written. Okay. Then we'll bring it back. Okay. That is Psalms chapter 4 verse, verse 1. 1. Hear me when I call, O God. 
of my oh god of my righteousness you have relieved distress you have relieved me in my distress have mercy on me and hear my prayer so naturally what does that sound like david is asking god he's calling out to relieve his distress distress yes so when you pray that prayer what does it sound like you're in a situation oh god get me out yes here is the problem the word written relieved here by the interpreters is actually the word rakhab, which is the same word enlarge. The same word we've read in Isaiah 54. Enlarge the place of your... Exactly. So listen to David's prayer. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Yes. You have relieved me. You have enlarged me uh-huh. in my distress. You have enlarged me in my distress. You did not take the distress away. You did not come to comfort me. You enlarged me. What is David telling you distress is for? Mm, enlargement. So God uses distress to enlarge. To enlarge. That is the response. The response is the distress. This situation you're in. Hear me, O God. I am in all these situations. And God what? You have enlarged me in my distress. Mm. David had an insight in God. But we want to uh, use the term relief. Relief here is a strange term. Yes. Relief comes from enlargement. Relief comes from capacity. So when I, en- when I enlarge that situation... That's how it's relieved. Because if I see a storm and I see it as this huge thing, I'm the one who is a grasshopper. Yes. I'm seeing it as a giant. Yes. Now, if we swap and I see myself and I'm enlarged, I have capacity. Now, I'm I'm the giant. The situation is a grasshopper. Good. So, the situation always comes to shift your perspective of sight. Yes. Your perspective is wrong. Now, let's look at the word enlarge a little. Rakab. Rakab. The picture of Rakab which means to, to give strength and capacity, to increase something so it can function at the new level. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. The best picture to use, it's funny because it means to increase by pressure. No, that it's just increase. There is increase by pressure. Some people might now go back to the season of increase. Yes. Increase by? Pressure. Well, the best picture to understand increase by pressure is a balloon. Mm-hmm. How do you increase a balloon? By giving it pressure. Yes. Literally stretching its limits. Yes. A balloon will not fulfill purpose unless it has pressure. Mm-hmm. So when you blow in it, when you're giving it pressure, when you're stretching it, it's when it is becoming a balloon. Yes. When it's not like that, it's not a balloon yet. Mm. To balloon means to be at that point. Yes. And notice again, going back to the same thing of balloons. Yes. Notice when you, t- when you talked about slack and snap. Yes. Notice when you talk of slack, a balloon that is not blown, that is halfway. It's flat. How does it look like? Exactly. It cannot even fly. It cannot. Exactly. I mean, it's there. Yes. Talk about it again, overstretched. What happens? Yes. Snap. Talk about sports. No ball, soccer, basketball, rugby, okay. is useful without pressure. Pressure. When it has pressure, now it's fulfilling its purpose. I think the beauty is where you know that I'm not slacking, neither am I going to snap. Exactly. That point of, and even where you talk of a soccer uh, uh, ball, there's a maximum that pressure. Point, that play, maximum point, yes. that's the beauty of that yes. ball. And we can if it's it, not there, they can't play with it. You we, hit, it doesn't go. Thank you. We can take it in all directions. Yeah? You cannot drive your car without pressure. Mm-hmm. The tires are deflated. You yes. can't move. Yes. So pressure is good. So many times we look at pressure and we think 
things are happening in our life. We mm. don't understand. If you notice now, a balloon that is not blown, that's where you are, mm. where things are not working, yes. things are not needed. Because the balloon has not reached its point where it can become the beauty. Because yes. what are balloons for? Yes. When you look at that, the beauty of a balloon is when it's Even fully, the design on it is not visible. It's until. not seen at all. Yes. So most of us are like that. So you're looking at your life and you're saying things are not working. I don't see myself where I'm supposed to be. I'm not seeing the beauty of my life. Yeah, you need some pressure. Exactly. You need some pressure. That's what you need. That's, that's what, what we were designed we for. That's what we expand That's what we were designed for. That's what will stretch you. Even on the most basic biological level. Yeah. If you don't walk every day, you'll stop working. Mm. You will lose the ability to walk. to walk. Yes. Because things were designed to function with the right amount of pressure. Yes. So, not pressure that pushes you to the limit, but pressure that keeps you growing your limits. Just growing. That's a good Growing one. your limits. Growing. And that's what the yes. Bible talks about. You shall not be tempted. Beyond your capacity mm. to deal with it. Yeah. Now, you don't have a stress issue. Mm. You have a capacity issue. <laughs> Everywhere you think you have stress, you're refusing to grow in capacity. Mm. Mm. And so, what do people do when we don't want to grow into capacity? And I know some people will not like this one. They enter depression. Mm. Depression is the inability to allow stress to build your capacity. So a stressful situation is a should not be looked building. as a negative. No. If you know God. Yes. If you know God, you tell yourself, every time I encounter a storm, yes. I will face it because I know. Exactly. We said this in the group TCC, that eagles thrive. In a storm. In a storm. In fact, they rest in the storm. Yes. It doesn't make sense. How do we come to that place? How do I yes. grow my capacity that even though I'm in a storm, I'm at rest? That's exactly. what we're trying to say. Exactly. That coming to a place of saying, I will rest in a storm. That's Why? It. You cannot do that if your stakes are not deep. Exactly. Remember what you talked about? Deep in God allows me to thrive in a storm. You, you know what has happened? And I'm not belittling depression. Yeah. Okay? Mm. But depression came because we did not build in people mm. their ability to handle stress. Yeah. And so we allowed them to give up and accept it as a disease. To accept it, that's how we are. Mm. If if I feel that something is beyond me, I succumb to it. Yeah. But if I believe I am built better, and where do we get the ability to deal with depression? You cannot deal with depression with pills. You cannot mm. deal with depression with all the things we're trying to do. You can only deal with it by, in, by dealing with the inner capacity that is making it impossible to handle that weight. Mm. Because stress is not an external pressure. Yes. Stress is an interpretation of what's happening around you. Mm. When I look at what is happening, yes. how I interpret it will determine whether I'll go through it or I'll succumb to exactly. that pressure. Exactly. So you're saying that when you talk about depression, yes. this person you're supposed to talk to them to change their interpretation of the reality around them. Change how they think. Because if they can see the situation is hopeful, yes. not hopeless, there you go. They can get out. And what the enemy is doing, he knows in reality what's happening around you cannot harm you. But if you can make what's happening around you activate in you, mm. he's got you. Mm. That's all is happening. So it doesn't matter what is happening around us. Yes. It only matters when it happens. When it in happens us. in you, mm. the enemy has found a foothold. So when you talk about stress, remember what he said. It's not about stress, yeah? Mm. It's about you coming to a place of capacity. Yes. Alright? Now, when we say it sounds 
simple. When yeah. you just say you don't have a stress issue, mm. you have a capacity issue, mm. we are simply saying you need to increase. If only you increase slightly, you'll be able to pay bills. Yes. If we increase slightly, we'll be able to handle this other yes. issue of bill. If we increase cap uh, capacity, we'll be able to handle this other issue. So when we come to this place where God is saying, your faith brings you to a place of capacity, we should be taking that as God telling you, yes. your faith will take you through stressful issues, yes. you overcome, and by the time you come out on that other side, your capacity have increased. You can handle more. But you know what? As you handle more, you're able to, like, uh, you're able to handle more in your environment. Exactly. And because, how the kingdom always works, because you've been able to handle it, you'll be able to bring others through, through. it. Yeah. It's always been like that. Yeah. You see, the problem is that we are trying to have people who've never handled stress help people who have stress. Mm. They can't even understand what they're going through. Yeah. You can understand. You can't see the inner dynamics of what they're going through. You're trying to deal with an internal issue from an external position. Mm. You can't. You have to be able to access, literally hack the trend of the thought processes and bring them to reality. Cause them to see things as things are, not the way they are seeing things. Mm. It's how they're seeing things that is a problem here. It is not how things actually are. Because there are people who can get stressed fearing what doesn't exist. Fear of unknown. If you yeah. tell somebody, break down what the fear is. Yes. I've not paid my rent. Therefore, so there's this whole fear. Okay, what is that fear? What is the worst thing that can happen to you? Fear of the unknown. There you go. Now, how do you break that? You can only break that by the word, showing them that, listen, you are more. Yes. than what you're thinking you are. And, you can do this. And, and I feel why this stress issue has just highlighted itself. Mm. We have a growing problem that has been increased by fake identities. Mm. And that is being pushed through social media. When you create a persona that you are not to everybody else, mm -hmm. you have to live up to that persona. The cost of living up to that persona is going to stress you within because you don't have the capacity mm -hmm. to move that way. Yeah. And so when you hear God speak, you cannot put in line who God says you are with the person you're trying to create. Mm -hmm. And now you begin to struggle. That's why you must allow God to step in. And unfortunately, those areas are the places God will come into first. Mm, that's what will just be That's what down. will be pulled down. This reminds me of when God met Abraham and told him, yes. I will make you great. Yes, I Now will you make can you. imagine Abraham, because of social media pressure, yes. he tries to make himself. God go. is saying, listen, I'll make you great. Mm -hmm. Don't try to make yourself yes. great. Now, problem is when you're trying to make yourself great, remember even your definition of great becomes is a off problem. Because it is based on what you have seen yeah, and what and everybody what you have is asking had. for. Yes. God is telling you, where I'm taking you is greater than that. And this, serious, uh, this issue of uh, capacity yes. is a serious issue that we need to actually sit and say, what's my capacity? How do I handle pressure? When storms arise, how do I, how do I stand? How do I go through the storm? Yes. That can tell you what you need to work on. Yep. Because you're saying something, that every time God meets you, the first thing he does is remove yeah. all the areas that you have created yes. for yourself that are not Basically, here. what yeah. is restricting your capacity? Mm. Yeah. The capacity is there. Yes. But what you've put around it is the problem. And God needs to find it now. You cannot grow your capacity, listen, mm. without growing in your trust in God. Mm -hmm. It's impossible from a kingdom perspective. Yes. Because your capacity can only grow because you've submitted to God's process. Mm -hmm. So if you don't trust God, 
you can't grow capacity. Okay. So there are people who want, because you've had, you need capacity to produce wealth. You want to grow capacity, but you don't want to trust God. Okay. I want you to go back to that. Yes. You cannot grow your capacity without growing your trust in God. Yes. Now, let's go back again, because I want us to really, yes. really emphasize that your capacity is through pressure. But that pressure, yes. you must be having trust in God. Exactly. And so, it's kind of a, a mixture, because the very capacity you're fighting against is what develops your trust in God. Mm. That process. Yes. Because when God begins to work on you mm. to build your capacity, yes. you have to trust Him. Okay. As He begins to work through the processes, you will begin to find yourself in impossible situations, mm. difficult situations. But what is God doing? He's teaching you how to trust Him. Yes. When you begin to see God's provision and protection in places you had no input, mm. your trust begins to grow. That trust begins to grow. Now it makes it easier for you to build capacity. Yes. Because in every trial, a kingdom trial, you will find that there are two phases. Mm. There's the resistance phase and the submission phase. When God first comes to us, when you say, God, build my capacity, and you want to grow and change, God begins to remove hindrances in you. What do you do? You resist because you thought God would just increase what you have. Mm -hmm. I am this, so God just make me more. And God is saying, no, 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 no. I don't build on that foundation. I need to get rid of that so I can put in a stronger foundation. This part is defective. I need to put in a better part. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of resistance at that stage. Okay. But if you continue to walk in faith, a place comes when you actually surrender. Mm -hmm. And the second phase is when now you just allow God. Now it is in that phase that trust kicks in. Mm -hmm. It is not in that phase that you know. That's why scriptures like all things work together. For your good. You begin to understand. It didn't say all good things. No, all things. All things. You come to an understanding. So you're saying that we have to come from this place where we are resisting God. Yes. God is trying to work on you and telling you, listen, you can't go on to the next level yes. with this kind of attitude. Exactly. I'm dealing with your attitude. Yes. You can't go with the, uh, to the next level yes. with this kind of mentality. I'm shattering this mentality yes. so that you can come to this place where you can see and understand you can't go to the next level mm. trusting these other situations. Mm. So I uproot them. That's what I'm trying to... So some of those places is where we are resisting. And go. that is most of, mostly where people are saying yes. things are getting harder. Exactly. There you are resisting. When I began to follow this path, things got worse. Mm. No, things in the spirit got better. In the natural, they got worse. Yes. Why are they worse in the natural? Because you are so connected to the natural, you cannot see spiritual movement. Mm. Yeah. Now, why is this important? Because... This process develops something that is invaluable. Okay. At the end of this process, you begin to know a dynamic of God no one can teach you. Mm. A, a dimension of God that can never be taken from you. And the better you become at this, the easier it is for you to navigate future building up of mm -hmm. capacity. Yeah. Because now you know the journey. Now when things come against you, you are calm. And that's why we say now you are submitted. Yeah. And that's why you meet two kinds of people. Most of the time you'll always hear people saying, the preachers, they seem to, to know God because they always tell you when you're going huh. through this, don't worry, I went through food without food for three months and I still... Yes. And you're like, okay, how did you do that? No. When you talk to a place, to, to talk to, come into this place of submitting, where when you see the processes of God, you only ask one question, is this God? Yes. 
Is this a place where I should be fighting the enemy, or this is a place where I should be submitting to the processes exactly. of God? Exactly, knowing that's the, the issue. Yeah, that's that's where discernment starts coming. Yes, you begin to be realize that there are many things you used to attribute to the devil, and it is God. And it is God, <laughs> because you didn't understand how these yes. things work. And then there are things. Not that listen carefully. Not that God is doing anything to you. Is that God puts systems in place that automatically begin to fix things. He's got a perfect AI, artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. spiritual artificial intelligence that is pre-built. When you take the path towards what is God, it begins to eliminate what is not God. Yes. By the process itself yes. is a self-processing system. God doesn't have to step in to do anything. That's important to note. Okay. Now remember we began at Isaiah 54. Verse 2, and we talked about, first of all, verse 1, God makes this impossible promise. Then God tells you what you need to do. Now, verse 3 and 4 tells us what is the result if you carry out verse, verse two. 2. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, mm -hmm. and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. Interesting. Yeah. What was the result? You see, many of us want this scripture and we'll quote it. God said, I will not be ashamed. Mm. God said, you know, I will be enlarged. Today, the scripture that stood up in my spirit is Isaiah 54. <laughs> verse 3 and verse 4. Verse 3 and 4. You we shall be enlarged. Please don't skip verse 2. Mm. Because verse 2 is the key. So every does God wake you up and highlight verse 3? Yes. But if he does, then ask how, why? And if you go back a few steps, you'll see what he's actually telling you. Mm -hmm. He's giving you verse 3 for you to put your eyes on the result. But you must understand that you must go through verse 2 mm. to arrive The place at the of expanding, stretching. Yes. So that's why sometimes we say, but this scripture was so strong in my heart. Somebody else, when we were talking, he mentioned it also. Mm -hmm. When somebody preached, he had it. So God is really telling me this. So yes, God is showing you the end. He's telling me now, the truth. To get to that place. Go find out how. Mm -hmm. And that's the key. And this verse 3 speaks not only about you breaking forth and increasing, but also points you to a kingdom um, growth that will go into legacy. Mm -hmm. Your descendants will affect the nation. Why is capacity important to God? It goes beyond you. It's not about you. Yeah. It's about you walking in it and others beginning to benefit from what you walked into. You create a legacy. Listen, God did not need to tell Isaac to a land I will show you. Mm. Because Abraham did that. But God needed to tell Isaac, sow in the famine. God needed to tell Jacob something different. Yeah. It simply means that the legacy continues because there's a foundation. Yes. In that foundation that you've built, others can grow on it. On. And we're talking about, yes. if you look at um, uh, verse 4, it guarantees that if you take this path, yes. if God gives you a path and you follow it, yes. every fear you have uh -huh. is unfounded and yes. you cannot go wrong. And all your historical shame will be wiped out. Imagine. So you have unfounded fear. Don't yes. give fear this place that it doesn't Exactly. You can't go wrong with the word of God. If we say that God is giving you an instruction and he's telling you do this, you can't go wrong. Yes. The problem is 
many people are not willing to try. Especially when we say your instruction and your promise don't seem to be connected. Yeah. So when you see the instruction, and also sometimes it sounds so simple. Yes. You're like this simple thing, I want something more exactly, complex. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because you don't know the picture that when you're on one hill and God shows you the next hill and he tells you you're going there, please remember, you start by going down the hill which you're standing on. Yes. You go down into a valley before you climb the next hill. Has God promised change? No. But it's you who didn't know the pathway. The pathway wasn't that you would jump. Mm -hmm. The pathway was that what it takes to live on the next hill is discovered in the, in valley. the valley. Many people are not willing to come from the mountain into the valley. Yes. You almost feel like when I'm in the valley, what will people think? Exactly. How will people see me? So I would rather abandon that word than go into the valley. Yet God is telling you, you can't go wrong, not with me. When I tell you to go to that other mountain, but you must go down the valley, in the valley you will pick yes. the capacity, the principles, some values that are needed to end. That's what will sustain you on the mountain. On the mountain. What, is, what sustains you in the mountain is found in the valley. So do not be embarrassed when you're to in the valley. To be in the valley, no. Do not be embarrassed when things seem to be going yes. off and you seem like, what if people can see? People can, no, don't be embarrassed. Because you will be now, when you're on the other mountain, you will be the message yes. that people read. Exactly. You don't have to speak. People can say, my friend, I saw. Yeah. I saw in the valley. Yes. Now what I can see, you are a message. You become what people exactly. read. Exactly. Yeah. I know. Whenever we begin to take paths like this, and people always say, oh, there was this season when God was speaking to us about this as a community, I didn't see it. There was this other season, I didn't see it. You know why? Because the minute you engaged, what is strange is that it seems like all hell breaks loose. Mm. The minute God speaks, it, too many people say, then let's just stay without it. Let me explain <laughs> to you. The, the only reason the hell breaks loose is not about the devil's power. Mm -hmm. It's about your inadequacy to enter what you've requested. <laughs> That's all. Peter requested and talked about being the one who will not abandon Jesus. Yes. Talked about even if everybody goes, goes I, will I will not go. And yes. Jesus answered him, no problem, you're right. But for you to step in that space, the storm is here. The storm coming. <laughs> and it will convert you to that position you're asking for. Yes. But to step there. So there was a desire in Peter exactly. to, to stand. That's it. This word, I'm not letting go, no matter what happens, yes. no matter what comes. But he didn't understand, for you to be able to stand in the word, you yes. need an expansion. Exactly. You need an increase, you need a stretching. Listen, to never deny, to, 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 to be the one who will permanently be with Jesus, mm. you must learn what it is like to deny him. Mm. Mm. So you know what it is to stand for him. Mm. That was the journey. Wow. From that moment, you could not touch Peter. If you follow Peter historically, they say that the Romans said they would, he would, first of all, they threatened. And they said, if you deny Jesus, we will let you live. That's what he was being prepared for. Yes. Then, mm. That was the capacity. Mm. He refused. They said, okay, if you don't, we will crucify you. Mm. He said, no problem. You crucify me. But I'm not worthy to be crucified like him. Crucify me upside down. Yep. That's what it means to have gone through that journey. Now, when, when we begin to act in faith, the development capacity for faith kicks in, but not in the way we expected. Mm, mm. Not in the way we expected. And we're going to look at how some of the writers in Scripture dealt with this. Now, I want us to understand this. The writers of Scripture were not giving us good ideas. Yes. They had journeyed. 
they knew what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. So they were expressing to you what they've experienced and they've understood the outcome. So I'm just giving you a nice word for you to read as a scripture. No, 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 no. <laughs> Those guys were literally saying, listen, if you ask me, I'm telling you what I know. This is what I have handled. I have walked in this. I've seen, I'm, I've experienced it. Yes. James 1, 2-4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but the patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Interesting. It starts with a very negative connotation. It doesn't make sense. Again, I told you scripture always talks opposite. Count it all. Joy, Joy when you find yourself in various trials. Yes. trials. Yet it says, what are the trials for? The testing of your faith. Mm -hmm. I, I thought the trial was about my situation. Yeah. No. You said you want to go towards what God has said. The trial is testing your faith. And the word testing, be careful how you use that word. What is mm. a test for? Yeah. A test is to discover the knowledge and quality of something. Mm -hmm. So the test is helping you understand the level of faith you're in. Your quality of faith. Your level of standing. Yes. Your, when you say unshakable belief in God, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So when you find yourself in situations, when you see storm, that is testing your faith. What is your faith here? Your trust in yes. God. That's what is being asked. Do you trust him as you say? Yes. Do you trust him as you confess? Exactly. That is what is coming. Yeah. But... The, let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete like in that. And so I want to break down the meaning of the word patience that okay. is used here, the, the, the Greek word patience. The Greek word patience here is not actually just sitting and hoping something will happen. The Greek word patience here is actually properly translated steadfastness, constantness to be unwavering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In other words, the testing of your faith is to bring you to a place where you believe what you've believed in spite of the environment. So you're saying here that knowing that the testing of your faith yes. produces steadfastness, Aha. produces consta constantness, yes. produces unwavering. Yes. That's what you're supposed That's to do. That's what it's supposed to do. So when it's tested, you reach the place. Listen, most of us, when we are at a test of faith, we think that the result we're waiting for is for the answer to come. No, that face has to do with you reaching the place where I'm not moved, I still yeah. believe. Yes. Now from that, that is what will make you, notice the funny thing about this test is not about your situation, mm -hmm. it's about you. It will make you perfect, it will make you complete, lacking nothing. nothing. Capacity has just been built. Mm. Going through that pressure, allowing yes. that pressure to build you, yes. allowing that pressure to come so that you may know, do I really trust God? Exactly. Do I really have that? I say I have unshakable belief. Do I really have ah. that? Your faith is being tested. Exactly. But when this faith is being tested, you come to this place of steadfastness. Yes. I am here. Nothing can move me. Exactly. I am, un I, I am unwavering in my faith, in my confession, yes. in my belief. Now, where the devil deceives us? is when we are undergoing pressure on what we've believed God for. We don't understand that the work of that pressure is for us to reach a place of constancy. Mm. We think the work of that pressure, our focus wrongly, is when will this thing come through? When will this thing come through? When will it happen? Mm. No, the focus is when will I arrive at the place of comfort? Mm. 
the place of understanding it has happened. Yes. From that place is when you can say I'm complete lacking. Nothing. Nothing. Now that is James. Let's look at the different apostles and how yes. they look at this. Situation. First Peter 5, 8 to 10. Mm -hmm. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Mm -hmm. Resist him steadfast in faith, knowing that, knowing that the same suffering are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a little while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. I love that. Perfect, yeah. establish, mm -hmm. strengthen, and settle you. Now, here's the beauty of this. Listen to Peter's perspective. I like the word, actually, they have to look up the word sober. It means be calm. <laughs> be calm. Be vigilant means yes. be calm and aware of what's happening. Because your adversary seeks, he's looking for someone to devour. Resist him. He didn't say call for help. Mm. Resist him. How do you resist him? You don't resist by saying, I resist you, devil. I rebuke you, devil. You resist him with the word. You stand yes. and say, listen, I know what God has said. In fact, said. the answer sits there. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Remember what I said earlier? What James is saying? Yes. Listen, whatever is coming against you, don't be moved. Stand on what you believe. Stand on that. What is that the is what instruction you are given? Do it. Stand yes. on that. And by the way, he adds something to it. Listen, and who is talking? Mm. The man who was told Satan has asked to sift you like yes. wheat. He knows what he's talking about. So he's telling you, your brethren have the same sufferings. Sorry. Yours mm. is not unique. Anyone who's journeying to go where God is going, the enemy is going to make this attempt. Mm. And I like the way it calls it sufferings. When I looked at the word sufferings in the Greek, it's very funny. It means problems, distractions. It's funny. It yeah. doesn't actually mean pain. Pain. Distraction. No. It that means a, oh. being, being distracted. It means being perplexed. It means being confused. It's interesting. That it is suffering. Yeah. Not pain. No, it doesn't mean now I'm suffering so much. Listen, <laughs> now you are in confusion. You're in places where you're not able to go where you're going. Yes, that can end up in pain. But that's not the issue. Mm. Okay? This is experienced by a brotherhood. And it's a funny thing that in a, even though it is just a little. It was so funny it says little. <laughs> I like that one of your You've brothers. Eh? Let's little. go back a little for yes. that issue. That it's been experienced by your brothers. Yes. Meaning sometimes when you are speaking, somebody will be like, why do you keep talking about rent? You know I've not paid my rent. No, it's not about you. Your brothers are going through the same yes. thing. Why do you keep saying about auctioneers? It's not about you. It's everybody. You're not, listen, you're not unique. Yes. It's like I have this problem that is unique. Why are they talking, about, talking about me? me? No. Actually, that's pride. Yes. That you think... You're not that unique. The devil is not focusing only on you. Mm. He has many people. And when you understand that is when you say, wait, we are many. Yes. Now, I will not fall. Yes. We'll be a community, a, 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 a community of people who will say... We are not going to fall. Exactly. We will stand. Yes. We will stand. We will allow pressure yes. to build us. Exactly. And what does it say? Mm. Where does it end? Um, after you have suffered. Yes. A little. A little. A little while. You <laughs> will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Capacity. That's it. Is there a better way to describe capacity? capacity? has grown. That is the reality. Yeah. And what is the word little here? I mean, it simply means... It is little if you understand your outcome. Mm -hmm. The length or the time spent is dependent on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not how long the devil is harassing you. 
It's how quickly it becomes relevant to you. Yes, when you come to this place of saying, yes. um, my gaze is on Christ, not on what is happening to that me. That gives you the capacity to shift in the way you're supposed to be operating beyond this scenario. And I love that statement that God will perfect, yes. establish, strengthen, yes. and, and settle. settle you. What is to settle you? I mean, look at all those powerful words, and he ends up with settle you. Ultimately, you know, to me, those four words are basically what we talk about capacity. Mm. Mm. When you're done with this journey, your capacity will be there. Settle you. What does that mean? You now have the capacity to carry whatever God was saying to you. Yes. Why? Because the enemy cannot touch you or where you are at. Mm. Because you dealt with him en route. And you notice when you talk about capacity here, yes. we were not only talking about you'll come to this place where you have increased. We are saying no. You'll come to this place where when God talks to you, you are now so settled in him that he actually settles you. Yes. You are established. You are strengthened. You are perfected. And that's what you're calling capacity. When you have those things, when you talk of perfection, when you talk of establishment, when you talk about strengthening and settling, when you have that, now wait when you have capacity. Absolutely. Finances will yes. not move you. Yes. Will not define you. Yes. Will not uh, direct you. Yes. When you say money answereth all things, you say no. God is the one who answers my life. He's the one who gives yes. me answers to my life. You've come to a place of knowing that money is not what I live for. Absolutely. You look at it as a tool see, for kingdom establishment. Remember the person we spoke about who is here versus the person you'll have become? The person who is here, if he receives what you're receiving there, would be shaken by it. The person you've become finds it normal. Yeah. You've grown into that space. What you used to think, goodness, if only I had a million. Now you're saying... Um, with this million, I can do 10 things and I'm done. What else are we doing? Yeah. You've grown. So before you lived for money, yes. I'm looking for money. Is it possible for God to give me this? Your eyes yes. are on money. You reach a place when you're perfected, established, strengthened, yeah. and settled. You yes. look at money and say, you know what, money? You are a tool. And that's why you yeah. understand this, the statement where many people say that the mammon is your, uh, is yes. your, servant, your servant, not man. your master. Yes. Before this, Mammon is the master. It speaks and you run. Absolutely. <laughs> when mammon coughs, you catch the cough. Yes. That's just how it works. Yeah. But a place comes when you know it's not about what you can or cannot do, it's what you should or should not do. Yeah. Something has changed. Well, yes. this Sunday we have our conversations at the Golden Tulip. So you'll have our conversations live. We usually have our FC. So that means on Sunday our yeah. FC is at Golden Tulip. Yes. It will be live on our channel. And of course, for those who have uh, registered, registered, we... And by the way, registration is now closed. Registration is closed. So just follow us online. We yeah. usually do this for planning purposes. Yes. Because we have to organize seating and all those things. Kingdom, we must learn to do things in advance. It's not guesswork. Yes. You don't just wake up and say, oh, it's a good idea. No. It's conscious. It's specific. And if you're coming, begin to make a demand in the spirit. Begin to ask God, in this season, what is the missing link? What is that piece you need to... Put in for me so that I can accelerate and move. Expect something to shift you to the next level. Powerful. Expect something to shift you to the... So you're coming yes. with expectancy. You're not just walking yeah. in. You're not just coming to say, I'm going for yes. a meeting in the morning. Nope. You're saying, listen, every time we come together, even now, as a kingdom community, you're saying, I want to hear that voice that gives me my promise and my instruction. Yes. So you are coming to find something that perfects you, establishes you, strengthens you, and settles you. This is that point where we say, keep, keep it kingdom, kingdom. Keep, keep it pure. pure. God bless you.